Hello, this is the Drucker Forum Report. I'm Peter Day with this podcast about the ideas that are in the air and on the platform at the 8th Annual Drucker Forum held in November in Vienna. And with me is the president of the Drucker Forum and the moving spirit behind the whole thing, Richard Straub. Richard, it's the morning after two very intense days of ideas and stuff all about the idea, the Peter Drucker idea of the Entrepreneurial Society. What do you make of what's happened over the last two days? We have really seen that the theme, the subject of the Entrepreneurial Society is a subject which has traction. There was a lot of interest, there was a lot of engagement. People felt it was absolutely relevant for our time. Um, Particularly in contrast to the attitudes that a lot of people felt were still trapped inside the great big corporations, the maybe the 20th century corporations. Yes, I mean, that's a recurring theme, that large institutions are thwarting, in a way, entrepreneurial thinking and entrepreneurial attitudes. But I think what we have seen were also some ideas and concepts and even practical ways to implement entrepreneurial approaches in large organizations. That resounding phrase, just do it, cropped up quite a lot, didn't it? Just do it. Yes, yes. And there, were, there are examples where people took the risk uh, to do something which wasn't posed or required by the company, but they started bottom up. And, and that's really one of the big challenges. Yeah, this involvement with people at the bottom of organization, indeed, whether an organization should have a bottom anymore was uh, a theme taken up by lots of people. Yeah, bottom may mean you have only a bottom. It's a horizontal type of uh, organization. But uh, let's be realistic. I mean, today's organizations are hierarchical. That's what 98% certainly still are, and it, it may not be so bad. I think the challenge is now, how can you, on the one hand, be in a hierarchical organization, but at the same time find ways to mobilize this entrepreneurial energy that you need more and more? And we got hints and tips, um, but people still were talking more about the need for it than um, a whole host of concrete examples. The examples are still rare birds, aren't they? Yes, yes uh, and, and no. I think there are examples. We can see large organizations who are quite successful in enabling entrepreneurship, but in the no would be it's not pervasive. It's not happening everywhere. Now, in your opening remarks, you uh, talked about Vienna and uh, why it's such a significant place to have this event and then have this particular event, this, this subject, this entrepreneurial subject. Yes, because Vienna is in fact the place where not only Drucker comes from, But uh, Schumpeter has worked and lived in Vienna, as as we know, for a long time. And there is a connection between the two, clearly, because Schumpeter was the one who recognized the entrepreneur as the driving force in the modern capitalist economy. The disruptor. Yeah, the disruptor, the one who drives the economy, the capitalism, I would say that it would even make sense to think about our economy more as entrepreneurialism, if we, if we get it right. And Drucker thought along the same lines. And actually sort of 
predicted later on in his career the coming of this entrepreneurial society as the major force in the way business worked. Yes, Drucker ended his famous book about innovation and entrepreneurship with a chapter which said the entrepreneurial society. And there he envisioned in which direction we would be moving. And it was also interesting in the conference that some of the discussion was about are we really moving from an employee society, which we currently have on a broad basis, to something which would be in a society of entrepreneurs, more independent people working in different settings? I'll put like that, it sounds rather a desirable sort of freeing up thing, but there are counter views of the uh, precariat, the people who work allegedly and apparently as entrepreneurial drivers with Uber or uh, renters of their property on Airbnb, and in fact are trapped in a system which has all the obligations of a service provider without any of the benefits of big company support. And this is uh, in the spotlight very much in places like Britain at the moment with legal cases trying to clarify that. Yeah, this is exactly the challenge we always have in transition periods. We are obviously, and I think that's also important why the conference happened now, we are in a very important transition period. And that's one of the major challenges is this new gig economy and the uh, free agents uh, that are, you know, getting more and more widespread. And how do you reconcile this with existing social systems? But I'm, I'm saying this is also an area where you need to apply innovation because innovation is not only for products and services, but it's for, for the social arena. And I feel the discussion about the role of the state was very important in the sense of how can the state contribute in innovative ways to manage these new challenges. And to encourage entrepreneurship itself. This was a highly controversial session, yeah. wasn't it? Yes, yes. I feel personally, I would believe, the state has a huge responsibility in helping to manage these transitions, like the from a more employee society to a society where we have more entrepreneurial and independent activities. That's already a big calling. But then there's a question, can the state even be more of an entrepreneur in other areas. And that's a big question mark, and there's lots of debate around that. Exactly. Uh, it, it goes to and fro, doesn't it? Yes, yes, and I find it very refreshing if you have this discussion not only moving in one direction, but if you can see the tension, which was very obvious in, in this uh, case. What sort of outcomes do you want from something like the Forum? You've now had eight of them. Do they produce sort of concrete results you can point at? Do they buzz people up with enthusiasm for something and then they go away and the real world intrudes again? What happens? We, we have no illusions. I would say that the forum by itself changes the world. But we want to be one of the platforms and I think with the thinkers who are coming, it's to some degree, I think it's realistic. We want to be a platform that gives impulses, that shows what the issues are and through many means communicates this and interacts with various players. Well, that's what I hope these podcasts, the series of podcasts with some of the people who've been talking over the last two days, will sort of widen the audience in a particular way because a conversation about the ideas is different from the way they are promulgated on a platform, even if there's an argument about them, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, I think it's a good example of how we can communicate the ideas and how we can 
broaden the discussion because it will not be done in one place. It must happen in many places. But where I must say I'm hopeful is since we have important media uh, as partners, since we have our own means of communication, and what I see in social media happening now, Twitter was an immense activity uh, yesterday because we are doing a lot of things on Twitter all the time, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and what have you. So in this sense, I think, especially in today's world, Even an activity like the forum, which is happening in one place, can have a broad impact in terms of communicating messages. And this as a conference is quite important because it's general rather than specific. It's not an industry conference, it's not a, an educator's conference, it's all sorts of things all muddled up. It's practitioners plus academics plus ideas people plus provocateurs and uh, so the aim is at a general audience in the first place. That's exactly also So how Drucker defined management, right? Uh, Drucker didn't define management as a specific thing that is only important for business. He always said it's a society question. You have all parts of societies, all institutions and organizations that need innovation, entrepreneurial activities that need management to execute, to put in place things. So and late, late in his life, when uh, I went to see him in Claremont in California, he was concentrating more and more on the not-for-profit, the healthcare side of, uh, of organizations, which he thought were very different in their demands from business, didn't he? Absolutely. But I think at the end we need them all. We need all key players to really be involved in this debate. And uh, non-profits, um, there was a rise of non-profits, and that's very important, and the whole civil society. But if we don't have the government side and the business side closely involved, we won't achieve anything. Well, maybe government is the one side that's lacking from the forum at the moment. Not a lot of government participants, are there? Yeah, but we started, I think, the debate about the issues relating to government, and I see this progressing as we move towards the next forum. We have laid a foundation. We will have more government participation, especially in the next one. It is quite extraordinary how potent Peter Drucker's in particular, but also Joseph Schumpeter's ideas still are. Yes, yes, I think the... Uh, when we talk about Peter Drucker, it's not about specific recipes, what exactly to do, but it's about certain principles, it's about values, it's about ideas, purpose uh, that we should have, missions, and, and that's absolutely still relevant. But not couched in terms of culture, though he did indeed examine that in organizations, in terms of output, in terms of who the goods and services are reaching and why they are reaching them. No, I mean, uh, Drucker, Drucker was very clear uh, that organizations have to deliver performance, right? Yeah. So it was not about feeling good. And that was yeah. performance in the real world out there, that many companies build, build great shells around themselves, don't they? Yes, yes, absolutely. And that was, I think this philosophy, of course, is our fear. We are not about building, you know, castles in the sky. It's about very real things. Already the 2017 forum is pretty much planned around a theme which you haven't exactly got the right articulation of words for yet, right? Well, we, we announced something which uh, is a working title, but it may very well be the final title. Uh, we called it Growth and Inclusive Prosperity, and with a subtitle, The Management Challenge uh, for the Century. You may find that's being defined by politics 
all over the world, not just America, not just Britain, but Europe and uh, uh, the rest of the world, as we go into the next year, 2017. And it's a recurring theme, but we want to look at it specifically next year. We have this challenge of growth. We, we cannot achieve the things as societies if we don't grow. We can see that. Even there is utopian ideas that we don't need growth. Drucker believed we needed growth. So we need growth, but we need to find a model of prosperity which is not for the few, but for the many. And this is also the discussion about inequality, about opportunity. And this is exactly where good management at all levels plays a key role at the political level, at the government level, at the non-profit level, at the business level. Well, that's still to come. This is the Drucker Forum Report, a series of podcasts all about the ideas at the 2016, the 8th Global Peter Drucker Forum, and, well, as Richard Stroud, the instigator of the whole thing, says, the forums to come. Thank you very much, Richard.